The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. The Gospel of the Lord. This great feast we celebrate today, the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. And what Paul reminds us, and there, please never forget this fact about our beautiful faith, is that God is our Father. And I will repeat that for the rest of my days. God is our good heavenly Father. A God who was good, a God who always provides, a God who never abandoned us. So always remember, God is our Father. And part of the beautiful aspects of our Heavenly Father is that He is a God of surprises. Oftentimes, I don't know if you're like me, but I tend to put God in a box. I say, God, all right, I've got a relationship with you, and these are the only things you can do. It's, it's within this box. And every time we put God in a box, He explodes it. And we see this beautifully. St. Paul is one of the figures of our history which changes the world literally. And you can see this all throughout 2,000 years of history, when certain people arise out of nowhere, are converted, and they change the direction on the planet. Again, we can go into detail. That's why I love Christian history. It's amazing, these moments where God just springs up somebody. And this is why, by the way, no matter what happens in the world, don't be afraid. Never be afraid what happens. No matter if everything's collapsing on our head, don't be afraid. Why? God is our Father. He's got it. Just hold on tight, basically. Paul now arises, and even in that beautiful first reading, he's stunned. And he describes, here's Paul, who used to kill us. He literally says that. I used to put you to death into chains. Then all of a sudden, Paul is having a normal day, killing Christians, and then he's going to Damascus, and what happens? The God of our Father, our Heavenly Father, the God of surprises, suddenly appears to him. Nobody would have expected this. He's converted. And all of a sudden, Paul would be the greatest evangelizer we have ever seen. He would write the majority of the New Testament. So this would have happened, say, around the, around the year, so our Lord dies in the year 33, more or less. This probably happens in the 30s somewhere. Paul, for the next 30 years or so, would go around building up the church. 
Again, which is why we have the New Testament, Paul's letter to, to the Corinthians, to the Philippians, right? to the whole letters. He writes to different churches that he founded. Paul would eventually die in the city of Rome. We have in the catacombs, we have early graffiti on the walls that Christians would carve into the walls. It's like today, you know how kids have spray paint, they graffiti our, our cities and we hate it. Same thing with the early Christians. They, they would have graffiti, but instead of spray paint, they would carve graffiti into the walls. And the early Christians would often write in the city of Rome, right? Always write, St. Peter, St. Paul, pray for us. It's why you see statues everywhere in the city of Rome, especially in the Vatican City, of always Paul and Peter together, the two apostles of the city of Rome, because they would eventually die in the year around the 60s under the emperor Nero, when he would launch the first persecution against us. But what's amazing about this is that here's now Paul, who receives this great gift of faith, recognizes the Lord, and begins to proclaim the risen Jesus to everybody, Paul did not stop. He did not stop. And especially when you read the Acts of the Apostles, he talks about all the persecutions, the beatings, the lashings, the ridicule that he endured. And what a great testimony for us to keep going. I think the reason why Paul always stayed faithful to the bitter end. And he would eventually meet his end. There's a beautiful church in Rome called Tre Fontane, the Three Fountains, because Paul was a Roman citizen. And if you were a Roman citizen, if you were killed for capital punishment, they did you the great favor of just cutting off your head. If you're a Roman citizen, that's how you died. Well, this is a lot better than the crucifixion. Remember, that's what they did to the Lord. So for non-Roman citizens like Jesus, you were crucified, which is a horrific death. But if you were a Roman citizen, you had the great pleasure of just getting your head chopped off. And it's called Tre Fontane because here's a story, is that when, when the Roman executioner chopped off his head, it said that his head bounced three times. And after each bounce, a spring of water flowed up. Ergo, the name Tre Fontane, in Italian, three fountains. And it said that his head bounced three times. And then, of course, like, as Catholics, we build churches on top of things. Paul never wavered. Because he proclaimed this God of surprises that we have. Imagine. And I'll end here on this final note. And I bet you Paul never stopped wondering in awe of our God. God took on human flesh, became a little baby. That's already weird right there. God would allow himself to be killed in the most horrific way possible. And then this same God of Jesus, this Jesus Christ, would be raised on the third day and then call all of us to himself. Do you see why Paul could not stop? He wanted to tell everybody, the whole world, this wonderful Father who surprises us.